701, good morning. It's Wednesday, June 24th, podcast edition of The Morning Reboot. This is, uh, I love, we know each other pretty damn well. We can predict the things that each other like. Yes. I find it eye-opening that you keep your bacon in the freezer. Well, that's when I buy multiple. Okay. That makes sense. So I'm, actually, I'm actually in my freezer. I think I bought an extra pair. Of, I said pair. Oh, I did. Okay, good. That's me getting my bacon out to unthaw. Huh. Yeah, I, I never... Uh, that, that makes sense because, you know, like when I... I got my chicken yesterday and uh, I, I was not limited to just three pounds. But yeah, you, you freeze your meat. Yeah, you can't just buy one pack of bacon. <laughs> Especially when it's on sale and it's a thick cut. You're like, oh no, you're going to go in the freezer for... A day such as today. As much How as, are you today? I'm good. I'm good. As much as I like to, to eat healthy and whatnot, I don't I don't go the turkey bacon route. Um I'll just get the, the good stuff because it's worth it. Yeah. Janet tried to put that voodoo hex on me a few days ago when she was like, You like turkey bacon. I said, I'm not a meat eater, but by no means am I a vegetarian. But like if I have the choice between like regular bacon and turkey bacon, a bitch is gonna pick regular bacon. Yeah, yeah, and and it's kind of like um, when it comes to drinking a, a little bit. Like all alcohol has empty calories and 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 sugar, and there's certain ways that you could you can cut back and and watch that stuff. Like have a gin and tonic or like a vodka and, and soda, and it's it's lighter. But if you have six of them, <laughs> you might as well just have like two margaritas instead same thing with with bacon instead instead of having like four pieces of turkey bacon of two pieces of maple wood cut uncured sodium filled bacon two uh get out of here with that i know i like i I, I like my bacon piled up like a bacon pyramid bacon is meat candy yeah, I like that. I have a lot of questions for you, but and I'll, I'll start. I probably have half the answers. You Let's do because go. they're they're kind of they're personal questions. Let let me start. And it's fuck. It's Wednesday. We're three days late. I'm three days late. Um, Where's my socks? I don't know sorry, why. Sorry. Get my life together this morning. No, you're fine. <laughs> the, the news cycle is just churning these days. There's always big stuff going on, um, and I don't know why this didn't penetrate harder. But uh, I want your take on this. I'm going back to the south. I'm going back, 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 back. That's Black Parade. Yeah. What do you think? Beyonce song. It's what we need right now. It's not performable. It's it's more of a a, a message than it is a bop, a bop. Yeah, it's, it's it's made. It's like when formation. Do you remember? This is the best way to describe it. Do you remember when SNL had that skit the day Beyonce turned black? I do not. You should watch it. Okay, so it's when she released Formation. It's like all the white cast members, and they're like, "Oh my God, our Beyonce's black!" And like all the black cast members are like, "Yeah, Beyonce's been black," and they start like naming off her credits. And like the punchline is, I think it's ADB, um, my favorite SNL character. She's like, Dream Girls, and Keenan's like, she's black. They're, she's like, what about Pink Panther? And she goes, oh, no, she wasn't black in that. So, like, so, I mean, she's, she's it's kind of weird, because, like, I noticed when it came out, people were just like, all my white friends were like, I don't like it. This is stupid. But, like, all my black friends were like, yes, girl, raise us up. So, like, it's, it's, it's a novelty song for the cause right now. And I hate to use the word novelty, but it's not for everyone, and that's what novelties are. Novelties are not for everyone. So, no, I, I, and I get what you're saying about that Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah, with, with a certain was Formation Lemonade album, the one that came out in the middle of the night. Yes. Yeah, like she definitely, in the same way that Taylor Swift went straight pop with the Shake It Off album, like there was no mm-hmm. Beyonce shifted from pop R and B to having more meaning in these songs, and and then mm-hmm. being more. I know we're trying to get rid of the word urban in the music business, but mm-hmm. I, st- I still think it's somewhat fitting. There was definite shift. So I, I totally get the point you're talking about. Yeah. And I, I don't like to say like urban or anything. Cause like, I, I think that I made a point. I made a status about that. If anyone wants to go back and read it, it's still up there. <laughs> 300 likes. Um, no, I only, I think it, it's more of a, it's more of a concept album and that's what it is. It's, it's for everyone. Like, it's not like it just says, 
like when you have like the parental advisory at the bottom, it doesn't say just for blacks or for white people or for everyone. It's like music is art. Art is for everyone. Art is up for debate in the um it's subjective, but like it's I wouldn't say it's urban, but it was more geared towards a certain group of people. So it's a conceptual album. It's a concept album and that's cool and I like Black Parade. Like it's it's it has a message and it's um now am I blasting it in my 2014 Dodge Journey? No. But I if it comes on my shuffle, I'm like, oh yeah, I like this song. That's my, I mean, it shot to number one on iTunes within like five minutes. So that's my second. Still has that following. <laughs> that's my second question for you. How is the new vehicle? I like it. I can't park it worth the damn because it's so big. But you know, if you see a if you see a charcoal Dodge Journey in the back of a parking lot somewhere, just just assume it's me away from all the other cars. So, but I'm getting good better at it because I park, I live on a street with parking, with a street parking. So I'm learning to parallel park it easier. But when I go to like stores, I, I park away from people because A, I'm not trying to hit a parked car because that would just be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. So I'm just like, so I like it. I just, and I was talking to my mom and sister about because my mom has the same car, but she has a 2012. And I was like, when I drive yours, it I can park it. And she's like, that's because it's yours, and you're more. She's like, you're more mindful of your own vehicle. I was like, well, that's not settling that I. You think I drive your car recklessly? But it, it's funny because like I can honestly park her car without a problem. Like I could probably do it blindfolded. Just let me know which parking lot I'm in, and I can pull into a spot. My car, on the other hand, I'm just like, ooh, 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 I'm so close. <laughs> you know that, what I mean? So that's. That's the perfect segue. So, so a peek in this, behind the the show here, um, in the, when we were doing the show before, we would always talk about what we were going to talk about before it went on the air. Not now because things are a little different. But this is how good our chemistry is. I'm. You brought your mom on. How is Miss Callie? Um, I think she's still alive. But <laughs> so my mom has a habit of killing plants and just forgetting about them and not telling us. Um, I believe she's still alive. Um, she's still posting pictures. I don't know. I don't know if it's a certain age, but like she wants more plants. Like I said, like if if there was a catchphrase for like crazy cat lady, but like maybe plentiful plant patty. I don't know. Like maybe just a a name that would be my mom. Like she loves these plants. Like she has a what is that? Oh, it's on her wine rack. I think it's like a little bamboo tree. It it just looks like a tree trunk or stems. There's no leaves. It's in a bo- glass bottle, of wa- glass vase of water. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking I, about? No, I don't. I I don't know my plants at all. Okay, but it ain't grown in America. She picked it up at like a road stop stand. Like she didn't even go out. To, here comes the dumpster. She didn't even like. Go to like I don't even know where you buy plants like Menards, um, the good Monet Monets. I don't know Monets. What do you call it? Where do people buy plants? Those places. Okay, so yeah, she didn't. She was like driving down the street in some a Bombay tree. Does that sound right? I, I, I the only oh, time my we, fingers are green is if someone I, will correct us. Someone will correct us in the comments. But whatever, she was driving down the street and she was like, it was like ten dollars, and she was like, oh, I want it, and I was like. She's like me with electronics. Like, I don't really need... Ele- like, my house is filled with electronics. I only use, like, three of them. My phone, my TV, and my headphones. But they're not but, alive like, I have... they don't die like your mom's plants. But the thing is, like... But the thing is, like, she just collects plants now. And I don't get it. Like, she's... And she lives on the bottom floor of the apartment building, so they're not getting accurate light. So I think, like, when the plants walk in to the apartment with her... They're like, bitch, where's the sunlight? And like, I don't think my mom understands that plants need the sunlight. So like, when they're withering away, because there's not accurate sunlight going in her apartment, she kind of feels like defeated as a plant mother. But like, ma, you literally have one window in your living room, and like, it's literally Hill Avenue. Like, she's parallel with Hill Avenue. So I'm just like, oh, Donna, her and her plants. So Miss Callie, I think she's still kicking. She still don't understand. She still won't tell us the name behind it, but maybe if we had another sister, her name would have been Callie. 
I don't know. It's good that there was plenty of sunlight coming into where you and Tiana grew, grew up, or else you might not have made it either. Girl, we barely made it. We get we gave that woman hell. Um, I was I was wondering if you were going to text me back last night. Uh, are you up to speed? What did on you the- text me? Oh, I. So I was going to bed. I went to. I got into bed at like seven thirty last night, and a couple hours earlier, the breaking news story was uh, the. I texted you. I'm headed to bed, but we've oh the Bubba thing. We've been jussied by NASCAR. So oh, yeah. I don't see. I followed up with it. I don't think we were jussied. I just think the climate was hot. I right. just think a crew member saw it and it was just like, oh no, this is horrible. I don't think we were jussied. I don't think it was premeditated. Yeah, this is totally something different. And he released a statement, so yeah, hold, I'm Team Bubba still. I have all this stuff here. So hold on, once hold sit tight, so we can bring some people up to speed on this who don't know. The outcome of all of this is things in and around NASCAR should be uh, far more equal and and inclusive. And this one incident, whatever happened, um, is overridden by the fact that there's still there were Confederate flags outside this raceway on on Sunday. But NASCAR's taking steps in the right direction, and I think you're right. But I went to bed fearing, oh no, we've been we've been smullet again. But so the FBI figured out that there was no hate crime, and I pulled three specific things that that jumped out to me from the report, and then him hopping on CNN last night from his statement. So, um, I'll read these exact quotes because I don't want to mess it up. And the way when this story came out, the narrative was quickly he made this up. Um, he was trying to capitalize on being black in NASCAR and like a little Colin Kaepernick. Um, but it looks like there is some clarity, although I have questions. The investigation also revealed evidence including authentic video confirmed by NASCAR that the noose found in garage number four was in that garage as early as October 2019. The FBI report concludes and photographic evidence confirms that the garage door pull rope fashioned like a noose had been positioned there since as early as last fall. Wallace said he didn't act, see the actual noose that was found in his garage, but his crew had photos. So the, the, the few things that jump out to me there are the first sentence, that the noose found in garage number four. So there it says the noose, but then mm-hmm. a sentence later it says the pull rope fashioned like a noose. And then I'm also, I, I'm, I'm bothered. Um, he didn't see it, but somebody in his crew did. They're not a lot. Uh-uh. See, see, see. He was on The View uh, along with the president of NASCAR, who was a woman, by the way. They were both on The View yesterday. NASCAR people are not allowed in their garage because of social distancing. They're only allowed to stay in, like, their motorhome. So they all have, like, little motorhome and trailers. So they're not allowed to be on the field, and it's also part of their union. They're not allowed to go to the track until, like, an hour, an hour and a half before game time. Because they were explaining that, I'm mad that I know a lot about this. The Talladega race got a rain delay, mm-hmm. so he yeah. ended up just going home. Yeah. So he like he was like, I left my motorhome or trailer. They call it motorhome, but it's a trailer. He's like, I left my trailer and went home and was just planning to come back the next day. So he was like, we're not even allowed within like the track area. The only people allowed in the track area are via unions are the mechanics a few essential workers and that's like they have nurses doctors um and like pretty much the pit crew is the only one allowed there the physical athlete which is the driver is not allowed on the racetrack like i think he said like 90 minutes to an hour before the race starts all right so you answered you answered some of my my question but let me get i'll come back to that after his quote last night on cnn i think he was on with uh don lemon of all people the Im- the image that the image that I've seen of what was hanging in my garage is not a garage pull. I've been racing all my life. We've raced out of hundreds of garages that never had garage pulls like that. People that want to call it a garage pull will put out videos and photos of knots as their evidence. So he just saw a picture of it. So I'll go back to what you said because I went to bed last night thinking, you know, what are the motives here? What's what's really going on? And I'm I'm thinking there are dozens, maybe scores, maybe hundreds of people in and around this race and nobody could conclusively say what it was um, or or support 
what what he saw or what some people around him saw. And you've narrowed that down for me by saying there's a limited amount of people, but there are still probably about a dozen or so people or more who could have easily corroborated this. However, I'm going to jump in. So notice my tone differently because, you know, I was very anti-Jesse Smollett. So, and I know, and I actually watched Empire and knew about him. I only knew about Bubba Wallace in the past two weeks. Um, I didn't know he exists, but he is fine too. I thought he was. I, a, I thought he, he's just a white guy named Bubba. I didn't know he was black. Yeah, he looks like um <clears throat> that one. He looks like my other my NBA crush. What's his name? There's Blake. so many. Blake no, Griffin. The Blake. Mm, yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, with a little um, bit of, with, a, with a little bit of Jordan Peele mixed in. Yeah, like they they look very similar. They could be related. Anyway, um, where was I going with this story? So. I think it's just the climate, and I think if the garage door is up and you see a noose hanging there, I've been many places, and by no means am I an athlete, but I've seen a rope hanging from a tree, and I kind of jump back. Like, I sure. do the same thing. Like, I don't think about it. So maybe, like I said, maybe it's just one of his crew people being a little bit overdramatic, which we were finding out, like, apparently. But if it's fashioned like a noose, is that like a... a a cushion word to be like someone fashioned it like a noose because like he said he's raced most of his life he has never see, i used to lift up a garage door at my mom's old place we had a rope it wasn't fashioned like a noose it was just a rope i had to pull off right and, so, what, and, and to your and point like, so, like you said there's so many unanswered questions but i'm happy it got squashed i'm happy he had a, i'm happy he didn't keep it going like Unlike the Smollett situation where he was like, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. And then, like, come to find out um, there's video and, like, your two people who you were in cohorts with were like, uh, we kind of made this up. So I'm happy, like, it didn't get to that level because it very well could have been. It yeah. very well could have been. I didn't want to see him smeared in any way. He, I think he said last night how his, his character was being attacked, which was absolutely going to happen. And I... When I first read this, I was like, okay, so it wasn't a noose towards him that was put in there as he and his team arrived. It's a noose that's been hanging there since October, which totally makes sense for NASCAR in Alabama. But it it, it doesn't even sound like it was that. It, it might be to your point. Everyone and everything, especially blacks right now, are heightened. So I could see how he might see that. Or- but I guess the end, I guess the truth is, we don't know, and we may never know, but the outcome should always be NASCAR definitely needs to be more inclusive, and they're trying to take steps in that direction, as seen as evidenced by a couple of weeks ago, saying no more Confederate flags in in our in our raceways. Also, and and like to jump on his um his side or like to a black man to another black, we're constantly looking over our shoulders now, and and that's not just me being a black man it's me being a black person a person of color a gay person of color or if you want to call me a queer person of color i'm i'm gay but like i use that too like i'm we're all in a community like we're constantly looking over our shoulders at shit like perfect example i was i got off work yesterday a little early to go to my little doctor's appointment about my ankle which she just told me it was i pulled a muscle and i was like okay thanks bill my insurance anyway so i'm good um I heard sirens, and they were, I wasn't doing anything illegal. They were nowhere near me, but for some reason, I pulled into the parking lot, pulled back into the parking lot of the mall, and just sat there for a second. Like, I shouldn't have to live like that. Like, it's crazy. Like, I'm 37. I've never been in trouble with the law. I've never committed a crime. Um, And even then, like, those... My fellow brothers and sisters who've been shot, most of them are, they've never, most of them, pretty much all of them have never committed a crime, have never done anything wrong. But like, for me to hear a siren, I was just like, ooh, let me pull back in the Franklin Park Mall. And that's, that was just second nature to me. Like, no, the, that's the how, fe- the fear of, that's it, how I'm living now. Like, I was like, the like, fear honestly. of firsthand experiencing some kind of police uh, misbehavior is, is real. It's absolutely it's real. Crazy because I was like I was because I talked about I called my mom yesterday, and she was like, "Boy," and she goes, "She was like, boy, you're being dramatic." I said, "No, but if they search my car, like they're gonna find nothing but like girl clothes in the back because Deja has taken over the trunk of my SUV, and also like it's just scary. I and I'm 
it we all know we need to find humor and stuff. So like I'll be with like my black friends and stuff. I'm like like y'all. I just don't want to become a candlelight visual. Like I and I I think I said that in the studio before. Like I don't want to be a mile marker on the highway with stuffed teddy bears. I don't want this be this makeshift memorial. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to go before my time is done. And it it, it sucks that like someone who's never I never even thought about even committing a crime or I never. So why keep saying committing a crime? Why, sorry, or why, why or I keep j- saying committing a crime is because I hear sirens, I just pull over. So, like, I've never even done anything wrong with the law. So, like, I don't even know why that's in my head. Yeah, the culture like, the culture <laughs> and the fear is not irrational. It's not a million spiders are going to come into my home and eat me because there's been too many very verified instances of you fit the description. I, did you read the John the Don Cheadle story a couple of weeks ago? I did. I yeah. did. And like, the, it's so crazy. You, you fit the description of what? Being black because someone else in this neighborhood was black and committed a crime? So you, yeah, it, there's there's too much truth and hardcore evidence that what you think and believe is absolutely legitimate. To, and to further evidence that, I when we questioned or people questioned... You know, something else will happen. There'll be another weird thing that we're all talking about, and the protests will will die down, and and things will pass. Yeah, and then and then another black person will be uh, brutalized by police because that's just what happens. So this will not stop because this is a real thing that needs to be addressed. Yeah, and it's just and it, and the Don Cheeto thing got me because um, he's a very distinct looking black man. Unless, <laughs> like, unless we, you we don't know him, about, well, and that's the other thing. Like he's an A-list celebrity, and like he's in blockbuster movies. Like it's so, like for the fact that someone didn't recognize who Don Cheeto was, and the fact that so, he said that someone fit the description, that means someone else is walking around looking like Don Cheeto. Like that's so bizarre to me to think like he's, and I mean this because like. I can see myself in other black people. Like I'm like, oh, we kind of look similar. Or back when I'm sure I'm sure white people do it too. I'm sure Latinos do it too. But like Don Cheadle, I don't think anyone looks like Don Cheadle. Like he has very distinct black features. Like his eyes, they kind of don't say bug out, but like they're they're set a certain way. Like he just looks like Don Cheadle to me. Maybe it's just because he's an A-list celebrity. Well, it's because you, it's because you know him. If you were a police officer, and let's say you you stopped a six, what did he get pulled over at though? Like if he got pulled over in L.A., it, then that no, police officer no, is sheltered. No, I, I think it was in in his home or where, where he lived. Not not like an L.A. thing, but okay. you won't you only know that it's Don Cheadle if you know who Don Cheadle is. If, if you were a police officer, you might pull over like an NBA A-lister and you, you wouldn't even know because you don't follow it. Sorry, I'm drinking my water. I get that point, but it's just when I did read that article, I was like, damn, they just out here fitting the description of everyone for, because for, for every- the many of that, there's been times I've seen people with mugshots on Facebook. I'm just like, ooh, I could be mistaken for that big black guy. Like, I'm not even trying to be funny or joking. Like, for every, like, for, every <laughs> for every hundred times, and I don't have any science to back this up, but I believe that there's enough anecdotal truths from people who I believe are incredible, like Don Cheadle and others. Alex has said things to me. For every hundred um, uh, black individuals who are pulled over, I bet you 90 of them um, are telling the absolute truth, like the, the, the Don Cheadle type situation. And then the other 10 are just trying to, you know, help the cause. Meanwhile, they're potentially lying. But this is a real thing. It is a real problem, and we're trying to fix it. And it's been a problem for a while because I remember forever. When I first, forever. When I first got my license, my mom, like most parents, are like, drive safe, put your seatbelt on, blah 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 blah. So like, my mom did that protocol, or like, be home before nine. Like, don't be out too late in this car. You just got your like your license. Excuse me. But I want to know how many kids actually have to have had this conversation. My mom said, if you ever get pulled over, stay in the car, roll down the window, have your papers ready, and tell them the truth. She's like, if you get caught drinking and driving, tell them you're drunk. If you get caught with something illegal, tell them it's in the car. Like, my mom was that mother. Like, she was like, when I got, I got my license late. I got my license around 21, 20 or 21. And she was that mother, she said. Drive safe, blah, 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 blah. Make sure you use your blinkers, headlights. Like, typical when you get your first license. 
but she followed up with, if you get pulled over, it's serious. It's not like you're getting pulled over just to get pulled over. But like, if you get pulled over by the cops, it's something serious. And it wasn't a racial thing. It, she didn't even say, because you're a black man. You're a young black man. But she was she, just like... She could have. She was like... But she could have. But I think that was her way of like... Because she knows her son overreacts about everything. I think, like, as I got older and growing up, I think that's my mom's way of saying was, don't pull no stunt shows or shenanigans with your black ass. If you get pulled over, tell the damn Truth. But she could have because, brought up the color of your skin because it's a real thing and there's an inequitable but, double standard. But, but I think that was her way of saying when she said, tell the damn truth. If you have something on you, tell them. If you've been drinking and driving, tell them you were drinking. I think that's my mom's way of saying, hey, you are a black man. But she never said those words. But as I got older, I was like, damn, my mom prepared me for shit like this. And it's something you don't you take for granted until other people have been victims before you. Like, you're like, oh, wow. Like, it, it, it hits hard now. Like, and I'm, like my nephew will be 15 next year, so he's going to start taking driving lessons and stuff. I want to know if my sister's going to have that conversation with him. Yeah, because, she needs to. In yeah, fact, like, that's th- the first instance that we, as as humans, deal with cops, honestly, is as, as driving. As black humans and this is why we have this dialogue and why so many people of all colors thankfully are asking for change and and reevaluating lots of police things and reforms maybe top to bottom um there's uh andrew kinsey uh from wtol he used to work with melissa now he's on at night Um, yeah he has a beard now andrew has been doing a series i think it's still continuing he definitely did it last week in fact melissa asked me if i had some friends that could help be a part of Andrew's series. And what he's doing is talking to uh, adults, moms and dads, mm-hmm. white people and black people. And he's asking the black moms when exactly what you, you just said about Jay Sean, you know, when your 15 year old son goes out on a Friday night, when your 18 year old daughter is out driving, what do you think about? And th- they say the same thing that your mom just did. Maybe even, uh, with more truth, hey, listen, you're a black, you're a black kid. You get stopped by the cops, you you behave, don't act out because you know you could be a YouTube, you could be a viral video. And Andrew asked the same questions to the white parents, and to see the differences is is stark. But he's done a great it- job with this series because, again, for for the ninth time here on this podcast, this is real. While there will be some shitheads who try to pounce on the movement for like for Jussie Smollett, for attention or for whatever, for some kind of gain, this is a problem. This None of this is made up. I mean, there's a reason why we're having these important discussions and this dialogue. Well, it's crazy because if you think about um, the way it, um, I'm trying to find my words here. If you think about the way the parents describe, because I remember when my mom was talking to me and she was like, and I'm, I'm 37, I've had my license for quite some time now, but like that's the conversation I've had, but like, the way she did, told me, like, to tell the truth, like, it kind of, like, she was talking to me, and by no means am I saying that we are like this, but, like, you can tell the way parents know that we are perceived in society. Like, she was explaining to me, if I get pulled over by police, not to be a barbaric animal. And I don't even have that trait in my body. You, does that kind of make sense? Like, when you get pulled over, don't act this way. And I'm like, Ma, I would never act that way. But, like, that's the way society has conditioned us. Even black people, like even I have, like even growing up, when my nephew was born, the first thing I told him, I would always say, "We ain't raising no thugs in this house. You're gonna get some education." Like, but like that's the way. That's that's the role society has put on us as black people. And sadly, some of us have latched onto it, and and we just think that way. Like I think that way now. Like I think when I get pulled over, I'm like, <gasps> breathe. Don't overreact. I'm like, but I would never overreact. Like, but that's just the way they perceive us to act. And I'm like, why am I? Why am I second guessing the way I'm acting? I would never act like this in a million years. The moment, like, of, the the moment of adrenaline can take can take you over. Um, you know, I like a quote: "Every man is a captain. Every every person is a captain in calm seas." But when stress and adversity hits, um, and being pulled over or anything, that's that's when your true character is revealed but yeah there's a certain there's a there's a a dangerous different set of circumstances and Mm -hmm. this is why it's important to keep having this discussion and i i hope that we find out more truth and i'm glad that this bubba wallace thing wasn't him trying to do a a jesse smollett 
And I don't know mm-hmm. if we'll ever find out the truth. I don't know who saw what. Um, but but maybe- if it was just, honestly, if it was just hanging there, and like I don't know how the garages work. Like I, this is just me being, you know, we live in a world of conspiracy theories. Maybe it was just. Maybe it was just someone being ignorant, like, hey, look, Tommy, I can make a noose. Oh, it's not, you know what I mean? And it was just hanging there, and no one took it down. After a game, you're tired. You don't think about stuff. After a race, maybe you just you just left it there. If they said it's been there since October, it, maybe it's just a weird coincidence that he had to be in that garage. Excuse me. He had to be in that garage, and like I said, maybe one of his people were like, um, who the hell would tie – a garage rope like that. So, you know what I mean? So you never, your, know, you never know. To your very first point, things are heightened right now. Somebody saw something and, you know, again, what do they say? What do we learn in SVU? Eyewitnesses are often the worst witnesses. I mean, they see something mm-hmm. and they describe something, but it might not be the reality. So it, it I, I call it like the new car effect. Um, when you're looking for a new vehicle or you get a new car, all of a sudden you start to notice those things everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's for sure. Yeah, everyone has a Dodge Dirty in Toledo, by the way. When yeah, <laughs> I'm like another one. I was like, oh, two weeks ago, before you got that car, there were none. Um, there were none, none, let, none, none. Let's talk about more more serious stuff, and then we'll come back and do some fun stuff to wrap up towards the end of the podcast. Um, I, I try not to get in these discussions online because there's there's no winning with them. But Uh-oh. people got a little. People, I took the post down off of the Q Facebook page. Russ said, hey, be careful what we're posting because people are getting testy. So I took it down. The Flavortown, Ohio thing with Guy Fieri and the petition. Someone mad about that? Some people, so I guess some people are fine with with Confederate monuments and things like that coming down. But as that microscope turns into a NASA-sized telescope... And we start looking at other things or questioning, hey, should that be something that is, and when I see a statue or a monument, I think it's it's acknowledging, it's honoring, it's revering um, names on buildings, all this stuff. I believe it, it is worthy of being under a telescope. Like, and just because there's a lot of these things or it would be hard to change the name Columbus in three dozen places all over the country doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. We shouldn't, we should no longer ignore the ignorant. And a lot of these things are like Columbus was a wayward sailor who wound up on a side of the world. He wasn't even looking for and was kind of a barbarian. And look, Columbus wasn't a good explorer. If you're (laughs) he he accidentally (laughs) discovered where he was. I think he was looking for the for the west, one of the Indies. Um, And uh, guess why they? That's why they call Native American Indians. I'm like, boy, you were. First off, you were closer to your destination than where you ended up. A a couple of years ago, there was a a thing that popped up, and it made it on Urban Dictionary, and we don't use it anymore. And it's called Columbusing, where a white person discovers something that's already been founded. Um, <laughs> and we got away from that. But look, I, I don't know my deep history of Columbus like I do other things. There was an right. Andrew. I'm, I'm bad about it too, yeah. There was an Andrew Jackson monument people wanted to topple. Andrew Jackson was a scathing imperialist as a president who had. Um, who killed? I think a lot of Indians, or was in was in charge of, of us killing a lot of Native Americans, mm-hmm. and of course owned like 150 slaves. And I think we need to see these things. And one, we need to evaluate them because again, we have to stop ignoring the ignorant. There's a lot of darkness in our history, um, and I think we need to see these. And this is not uh, zero sum. Ulysses S. Grant, I believe, held several slaves. But if you stack up all of the good things he did, you know, leave him alone, take the Andrew Jackson. There's a big difference mm-hmm. between 150 slaves and a plantation and slaughtering Native Americans than having a slave. I mean, because you'd, well, you'd, you'd, you'd have to erase everything. So I hope when people evaluate these things, they go, you know, check mark good, check mark bad. Measure them all out and then make the decision. But I do think that we need to reevaluate a lot of things. And even if it, if we've got to change the names and it's, it's a pain in the ass and pull these things down, do it because there's darkness there. I will say this. <laughs> um, there was really, as a black person, no good when it came to like slaves and stuff. However, I will say that 
and I can't say because I wasn't there, and that that's my biggest thing because someone unveiled a um, Abraham Lincoln quote the other day, and I had to went down this rabbit hole, and I go, oh, he did say that. Um, it was something about not even being equal between any of the races. And I was yeah. Like, oh, wow. Damn. He had no intentions of black and white people being together he, in any he, way whatsoever. He wanted <laughs> to – I know my Lincoln stuff. He, when somebody uh, asked him, like, what happens if and when we free the slaves, he wanted to move them, I think, to, like, a Caribbean island or something. Panama. H- however um, – Frederick Douglass was a huge Lincoln critic, and eventually he got he he got some sense into Lincoln. So Lincoln, as I ask, you know, with many people these days, uh, we talked about it with the roster, allow people the opportunity to see past their mistakes. Lincoln, I believe, was never a slave owner, but to your point, he did not want the mixing of races. However, yeah. Frederick Douglass and others got to him because he did listen. He was a good man and he realized how in error that he was. Um, and that's, I will, that's not the case that, for, for everybody in history that has a statue right. though. But I will say this and it was, and there's been many, and I've read some text about it and I wish I could name, remember names, but a lot of people own slaves just because it was a thing to do. Yeah. Like they, many, and I, Many, you don't hear about it because treated slaves like family. Like they yep. were, they were, they were not in shackles or in shacks. But like, it it sucks because like, by no means was it a vacation. They still had to work. And I'm not defending. I think slavery is awful. And someone's like, you want your reparations? I'm like, yeah, you're gonna have to do something for me. But I would like to know my history where my – this is where I'm leading to. I would like to know the history where my family came from and, like, what they had to endure because slavery was awful. Like, we went to war about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, if you have to go to war about something, something's not right there. And the fact that it is 2020 and we're still fighting this battle – even though racism, like I, I had to delete someone on Facebook. They're like, "It's not like you guys are working in fields anymore. What else oh. do you want?" I go, "Oh my god!" Oh. I said, "Oh, oh dear, I'm not even going to say your name, ma'am. It was a woman. You got to go because this this fight is killing us, unarmed people of color, killing trans brothers and sisters, killing gay people." is the new slavery. Like, you know what I mean? Like I have to look, I have to look behind my back when I walk down the street because I am a double whammy. I am a black man and I am an openly gay black man. So like, I'm like, Oh, did you call me the F word? Oh, did you call me the N word? Or in my community, did you call me both? You know what I mean? So it's just like, so it's so crazy that like, I think back to your point, I think these statues need to be taken down because they, they're hurtful. Yeah, to the to our history. Our, and this is the this is the thing about history. History is never is not always positive. Like think about when we are going to be on our deathbeds, and my my nephew's a grown man with his own family and stuff. His children are going to learn about this movement. His history is going to learn about Donald Trump and the way he acted. The, his 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 history right now is learning about his kids' history is going to be learning about nine eleven. Nine eleven is the new Pearl Harbor. You know what I mean? So, hold, like, hold on one second. Let me jump in. You're, you're right because this is the reckoning that the country has long needed. Mm-hmm. You looking over your shoulders because of behaviors that have been seated in this country for centuries, and it's taken too long to get rid of. I, I want to. I'm not going to say it, but I think you know the phrase because just like there are different degrees of American white American families who have who have had slaves. There's the Andrew Jackson with scores. There's Ulysses Grant who had several. Uh, the treatment of them, as you said, was different. There were the people that worked in the fields and were barely kept alive. Do you know the the, the, the house word, the, the house N-word? I know. Yeah, there, there is a term, house N-word, um, for ones that were treated better. And then degrees beyond that where I believe, was it Thomas Jefferson, I think, who was in in love and, and in relationships. He put his dick in every slave. Okay, well, I said it. Especially Queen, some, some whatever of, her name is, yeah. But he produced some of, that. <laughs> some, some of these slaves and their slave owners, they had real relationships, and the white men, I believe, were embarrassed that they were attracted to someone of another race. And there's some redeeming quality in that, I suppose. But then there are others 
who raped these these slaves because they thought that they were less of a person than they were. So, but and that's history. So if you're listening to this right now and you just got uncomfortable, that's history. That happened. Like Native Americans were murdered by Christopher Columbus. Like why almost wiped out. Native Americans got pushed to the Western territory and, then, and were given like a strip of land. And then we went and killed over this whole vast land that we took from them. Like the shape of the United States belongs to native Americans. They were here first. But then I, and I don't want to be a history and like stand on my soapbox and be like this podcast activist, but like, look at, look at history, black people, white people, native Americans, Asians, Latinos, Latinx. Like, just look at your history. Like it's not all history is positive. Now there are some good things, but most history is history because it shaped the way the world was made. And history, guess what? Uh, uh, it wasn't in a positive way at all. Our our American history is taught in a very unobjective, biased fashion to make us look great. And it's very, you know, nationalism, nationalistic is a kind of a dirty word these days. When you hear that, you think like white nationalist. Uh, but there was a deep sense of nationalism that is built up in in school students, and we're not telling the whole story. We only tell the good stuff, and more of these things need to be shared so that we don't get to this point where bad things are revered, honored, and made monuments of. To to wrap this part up, it's never get your news or information from memes, but this one was, was pretty powerful. And, and I think it can help people who are like, why are we tearing all these things down? They're a part of our history and good and bad. But to go back, when a young person sees a statue or a monument or a name on something, I think the instant belief is that person brought good to the world. And a lot of these things, it's funny to see a map of the South. It says Confederate monuments and it's like all checkered in the South. Of course it is. That, that, those are the states that tried to leave the country. Um, and there's a great meme answering why why is why did germany leave up a lot of the the remnants of the concentration camps and that's because so we have monuments and things that are named for people who did awful things Atro- human atrocities the atrocities that are recognized over in germany per se are for the people who lost their lives to those that did awful there are no hitler statues or other big nazi statues but we left up basically the remnants, the cemeteries of where people lost their lives, you know, six million Jews. So that's the difference in in other countries leaving up places where people died, us leaving things up of people who did awful things. Just, here's my weekly sigh. And also, and we're going to wrap this up. We're going to go into something fun. How dare, like if, we, if, if you, these are for the people right now listening, and I want you to spread this. If you are a history buff and you love America and born in the USA, proud to be American, you got bold eagles everywhere, how dare you wear a swastika? The United States went to war to beat the people who wore swastikas. Like, that bothers me, and that is going to be my, as a black American man, I will never understand why people in the United States of America wear a swastika because I'm like, well, first off, I don't understand why you wear it because I'm black and I think that's just degrading, but you're like grandparents, great grandparents went to war to defeat the person who made that popular, who like made that their religion. Shame on you. And you cannot preach proud to be an American if you wear that fucking symbol. I'm sorry. I hate that symbol. I hate it. I hate it with the fiery burning passion. Have, I'm, I'm have sure you seen you the, too, have you seen the video? It. Have you seen the video of the Nazi getting punched? Yes. It, sorry. It, it's in I mean, sl- it's in slow motion, oh, and yeah. I like I, I like that when people post it, they're like, "This never gets old." <laughs> yeah, it's just it just so bizarre to me. Like you, and I'll just wrap up my point. Like you can't be a proud American and then do the how Hitler salute and say white power while wearing that that symbol of hatred. Like we went to war to burn that thing. Ugh. A lot Here's of pe- your history lesson for today. A lot a lot of people get a version of American history that is incorrect. <laughs> um, and, and Man. I, I, I hope I hope that, that changes. 
Um, did you see this uh, this shark video that's floating out there? I have not been on the internet. Good for you. I, 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 I honestly like no. Keep remember your point. Shark video. I get my weekly screen time update on my phone. It went from like fifty five hours. Right now, in two seconds, I was on time for two hours and 32 minutes last week. I've just not been on the internet. I really haven't. I'm just like, whatever. This is good. I'm over everything. <laughs> I'm just over it. All right, so the shark video. So I first looked at it and went, went, wow, that's super cool. That's courageous. And I mean, stop and think before you you say things or because I immediately thought wow that's super cool that's courageous how awesome is this to watch this person do this and then I was like wait a second um Alex uh, my the wildlife filmmaker friend when I've asked him about hey can I uh, can I feed the deer in my backyard he's like no awesome Alex <laughs> leave wild animals alone like feed the squirrels that's fine whatever but but don't disrupt wild animals whether they're in the forest or or in this case, when they're in the ocean. Mm-hmm. So there is a guy, I don't know where it is, but the video is getting widely circul- circulated. It's not any kind of Photoshop or fake video. So he caught about an eight-foot-long shark. Not a big one, but he caught it in his bare hands. So, the f- again, the first thought is, that's so cool. He then pulled its mouth open with each of his hands and people began to take pictures of him. He was trying to get some kind of attention. Um, it, it was not him trying to save his life or the life of a fellow swimmer. It was it was for attention. Um, so I immediately swung from, wow, that's cool and courageous to leave wild animals the fuck alone, whether it's in We're the forest awful people. or the we ocean. We are awful people. We are. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? And that, and, oh... My biology teacher told me this. He was like, can you imagine being a human walking down the street and just having a bear come up, pick you up, hang you upside down, and put you on display for other bears? We lose our freaking minds as human beings. And I've never been an animal rights activist, but like, I know that when I see something, I'm not disrupting the order or the way things are. What was the point of him grabbing a shark and opening the mouth? It's kind of like that lady who got drunk and was like, oh, look at the baby crocodile. Oh, oh, oh. And then she got eaten. That's what she gets. He should have been eaten, bit, and I had all his limbs torn off. And he should have been walking around like a quadruple amputee. And he should be doing seminars of white. Why not to touch wildlife? That's, I, I can't, you know, triggered me today. And I know you hate Sorry. that word. <laughs> no, I'm just, I just don't get it. Like, yeah. what? What's the, late, the point? The, there was an older woman, 60-something. 60 this is another story. of uh, I told I told my friend Dale, Dale the girl, I was like, lube, lube my guillotine up. This older woman uh, coughed intentionally on, on an oh infant. Oh, my God, I saw that video. I did see that video. Listen, oh, my God. We are, we are awful. The human race is an awful race. Now, there's some good, but, like, we are awful. We got. There's my second side of the week. I'm going to fill my quota in this whole podcast. It's like I just people piss me off. I'm not even going to get. I'm going to get. No, remember it. Like they just like, like these people are news stories, and and they are the extreme minority, and and we talk way too much about them because you're right. They're I know, just, but it's but these are people doing these things for so. attention, like for attention, but. But they're getting it, and that's the thing that pisses me off. And I'm just like, kind of like that guy who was licking fruit at like the Dollar General or wherever he was. And I was like, what is wrong with you? And then when you get punched in the face, you want to cry foul? Like, stop. Like, don't cough on a freaking baby. If you want to cough on someone, if that's your personality trait, you want to cough on someone, cough on the mother. You know why you didn't cough on the mother? Because the mother would have decked you in the face. But then you're going to go to the baby. Guess what the mother's going to do? Still deck you in the face. What is wrong with these people? Remember when Remember when people weren't as ignorant? They just kind of kept it dormant. But like then all of a sudden, I know you hate this word. Uh, we'll just say well, an aid of bandage was ripped off. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just ripped off and like all this pus filled ignorance and nonsense came out of nowhere and it didn't come out of nowhere it was always here but like it's kind of like it was at the it was at our 
our toes now. Like it was like, is that the foot our at our feet? We're like, what the hell is this? And like we pick it up, we're like, oh, this is bigotry. This is ignorance. This is racism. Oh wow. Like it I hate people. I hate people. And it's not you just what was her point of coughing on a child? It's just bizarre. Indian. Attention. Uh, attention. Yeah, I, I, uh, I can't even form words. Even like, because you know me, you know my personality very well. I find I tr- and this is a personality trait that I have that I know I have to work on. At thirty-seven years old, I've been trying since I was three. I try to find the good in everyone, no matter who you are. And I know there are some people that just don't have an ounce of good in them. But I'm that person who's like. Well, maybe they had a horrible life growing up. Well, maybe they're going through a divorce. Well, maybe something, maybe their parent just died. Like, I'm one of those people who's just like, no one can be that awful. But you know what? I'm learning at 37. People, some people are awful. They're just awful human beings. And it sucks because, like, I want to find the good in everyone. And, like I said, almost damn near 40, learning that's not the case. Well, I mean, you hope in a situation like the Monette's guy, like that guy had a, a hard week and he brought it on himself, mm-hmm. but hopefully he will change. Uh, and and the, the best example is today, the Blade. So in the Blade, there are, there's the Blade editorial board and then there's people who submit editorials. Um, and today the Blade editorial board ran something that said, you know, Todd and Bedford, it's time to, to step down and stop being so indignant. This is not how you lead anything on a school board. Um, the, the guy at Monette's can look to that guy and go, you can say, you know, I messed up. I'm going to do better to change. And I, and I mean it, or you can go the other direction and continue to be obstinate, indignant, and just basically juvenile and immature. Um, so you, people can change. And I appreciate that you and we give people that opportunity as long as they are worth redeeming. Um, there is, we can, one last thing. If we do want to take these people out, I know Jeff yesterday <laughs> said the murder hornets were just like a, a a throwaway episode and nothing really materialized. So this African dust that's coming, mm-hmm. I know it's supposed to, I, I guess it, it's going to keep hurricanes quiet this season, somebody mentioned to me, but it will also give us very beautiful sunrises and sunsets. Isn't nature and science amazing? Like, that's so crazy to me. Like, uh, just some dust is going to calm hurricane season. I'm going to call it murder dust, though. Just hoping <laughs> it does something like maybe we're underestimating it. Murder dust. Here it comes. No. No. So here's what happened to the murder hornets. They, like, got, they were in Seattle, and then they started migrating more in America. And they're like, they, all, they saw us all killing each other. And they're like, oh, we don't need to do any jobs here. Bye. They're like, oh, this this country already crazy as hell. Right. Um, we, we we don't need we don't need to add insult to injury. And then bitches flew right back to where they came from. Oh, there's a good meme for that. A couple a good. Did you see Infinity War? No, I, that's the one I have Damn. to watch. You can talk about it. I mean, I've seen memes and everything so about it. So all the all the aliens. You can't spoil a movie for me. So I, I, it just makes more sense if you've seen it. All the aliens were trying to get inside of Wakanda. Um, and there was a shield that was protecting the Avengers, and okay. uh, they the, the 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 aliens were getting through this force field. But as they were getting through, they were basically being cut in half. And uh, oh. uh, Black Panther looks over to I think it's Shuri. He's like, "They are killing themselves." And <laughs> right, the thing was there was COVID, and then race, and then that's where the line "They're killing themselves" comes They're in. Killing so. themselves, it's so crazy. And then. Not to backtrack, you brought up COVID. Um, my friends work in Florida. Um, they're shutting down again. And he, I'm not going to give his information out. He just had a COVID test and he's a waiter. And he said that he woke up the other day and his chest hurt. He said he could breathe. He just said his chest hurt and he's been weak and hasn't eaten in three days. And his manager, like, told him to go get a COVID test. And by the ways he's describing it, he's 25. So hopefully he can push through it. But, um, Due to him being sick and another coworker, they shut their resort down. Yeah, it's crazy, and like, and these people want one of these places open. It's, I will say that we are in a good position that our governor, Michigan's governor, we got to grab a hold of it quick. Got the information they needed quickly, and we did a slow open. As with Florida, they just opened. 
Well, it they, wasn't like they never fully there were closed. No steps. They never. They never. <laughs> That's true. They, they never. Some city, some pockets did, but I think the governor, because my friend lives in Fort Myers, um, I think the governor left it up to like cities. So like Fort Myers closed, but like much like the Michigan protesters, they protested the mayor of Fort Myers. So they opened. They just opened up. Like it was like my friend went to sleep one day, got an email saying, "Hey, you're coming back to work in two days." And they didn't have to wear the precautions or face masks. So yeah. I think he, I hate for him to say it, but like, I think he may be, I don't want to say victim because he's not, I hope he's not going to die. But like, I think he's a victim of the state's opening too fast without being fully educated. And it sucks that someone I know is going to have to go through this and be that person. So it, it sucks. People wanted their people wanted their freedom, the freedom to make their own decisions, but that those decisions might severely impact other people. For sure. What are you? Uh, what have you got lined up for Wednesday? Back to work today? I uh, no, I'm off until Saturday. How is I'm, how how is your foot doing? What, your doctor said what? Uh, did you you strained a muscle? I strained a muscle, and it's on my ankle, and I waddle anyway, so I'm putting more pressure on it. So of course, she was just like. She did. She told me rice. <laughs> she did. I was yeah. like, oh, I learned about that today. Um, so she told me not to wear my ankle bracelet because she's like, it's putting pressure on the wrong area. She said the ankle bracelet I have is more for like a sports injury. Um, so like, what part of your? If be, I'm if I'm looking down at my foot, what part of your ankle? Oh, the actual ankle. So like, my ankle is bulging out like a normal ankle. Then mm-hmm. underneath is like a pocket of where it's swollen. So it just looks a little bit bigger. So, but she told me the ankle brace I have is for the inner ankle, not the outer ankle. Because I told her, I was like, I was like, I wear my ankle brace and it felt good for a minute. But then like after like an hour or so, it just, the pain came back. And she told me, she asked me which one I had. I said, I have an ace bandage one. It's hard on one side, soft on the other. But she was just telling me, she was like, don't wear that because that's not the kind of compression I need for it. Yeah. So she said, since I don't have compression socks, just to keep it elevated, it'll be fine. Like, I woke up today. It's swollen. There's no pain. She didn't give me pain relievers because she was like, do you need, do you, would you like, she asked me, she's like, would you like some pain medicine? I said, actually, no, I got my wisdom teeth pulled out a week ago and I have a lot of <laughs> ibuprofen 800s. And she was like, all right, she was just take those as needed. And then she was like, how's your tooth? And I was like, oh no, that stopped hurting like three days ago. And she's like, all right, well, just... She's like, well, just use that prescription for the ankle. She said it'll be the same thing. But I'm good. I woke up today fine. Um, I'm going to try to do some turbo because I've been slacking in my workout regimen. And I heard my downstairs neighbor leave so I can jump as hard as I want. So we're good. As long as it doesn't interrupt your speeding through Rebels. No. So here's, oh, God. We need to just have a whole podcast about Star Wars Rebels with other people who like it. Um, I... This is going to sound really dirty. I have a crush on a character, and I know he's not real, but I can't help it. Kanan? Yes, I yeah. love him. <laughs> I love him so much. You love I'm your... Like, why, you, why are you not a real person? You love your beard. You like him a lot more now that he's got a full beard, right? Oh, it's so... It's so and he has, like, no eyes. I don't know what it is. I, I like Sabine. <laughs> Sabine is super okay, well, hot. I adore she, her. I'm so happy she's a main character. Like, she was the main character in the first few seasons. But I'm happy. Like she, I got to the Mandalorian episode, and the one guy joined them. Can't think mm-hmm. of his name. But yeah, I was like, oh, I see, I see where this is spinning off into season two of Mandalorian. So I, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. like seeing the growth of stuff. I'm like, oh, it's all making sense. So it kind of makes me want to go back and give Clone Wars another try, since I've seen like essentially Rebels as Clone Wars Part Two. So I kind of want to give it another try. But um, I probably won't. No, because I, I, <laughs> I really did like it. Sometime like within the week, I'm going to begin the last two seasons of Clone Wars. Um, I'm just doing my dark rewatch right now because there's nothing else really on. Although I know when you say these two words, it sounds like your your mom's show. But there's a new version of Perry Mason on HBO that I kind of want to check out. My mom's show. Like when you Perry Mason is like. That's my grandma's show. Okay, my grandma's gram- watch right. Perry Mason, Columbo. Yeah, yeah, all Murder, that stuff. Murder, she freaking wrote. I'm yeah. like, oh, all the old people shows. All those together. But there's a, like a, <laughs> a gritty noir new version on HBO that I'll read up on it and I'll see if I can get my attention into it. Well, speaking of shows, 
I, my show got canceled. Which one? Oh man, the Jimmy Smith show. I can't think of it right now. One of the the lawyer, L.A. Confidential or something? No, no, not L.A. Confidential. That's his old show. Oh no, Boss Town. Oh my God, I watched it for like a few episodes. Damn it! Hold on, I'm going. To I know Google what you're talking about. Oh no! Man, I'm. Hold on, I. It was so good. I've only seen. It was so good. I only watched like four episodes. Bluff City. There you go. Damn it. Bluff, Bluff City, City Law. Y'all, yeah. It was good. And then I saw it got canceled. I'm like, damn it. I, and that's why I don't watch live TV. Because <laughs> okay, I get much like Manifest, which I didn't know was still on. But I've, I've checked out. But I was so loyal to that show for season one. Season two started. And then like. Season two was like, we'll be back in two weeks. I'm just like, bitch, I ain't got two weeks. You know what I mean? Like, I need to know what happened to this damn plane and your son. But yeah. It's tough now because you don't know what's coming back, when, and if there's production. I'm like, literally the TV show Lost, I was in it for like two days, literally skipped a week. And I was like, oh, I'm legit on this island with them. Where the hell's half the characters? What's going on? So yeah. Well, but have, yeah, I'm not doing anything today. Have a good, keep resting. Like, stay off your foot if you can, and you know, do the rice. Rice. All right. Um, all right. Uh, I need a. I need the the outro as usual, please. Bye. I'll talk to you later. Yes, sir.